Welcome to the Memory Distillery, everyone. I'm Anthony Verneri. And I'm John Deck. And each week we will malt, mash, ferment, and distill our way through the spirits of our past in the form of long-loved movies. And on this week's episode... What a busy afterlife you're having. That's right, we're watching Sherlock Holmes from the year 2009, directed by Guy Ritchie. Might be our first Guy Ritchie film, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Uh... You know, it's been long enough since I've seen this that I didn't, going into this, I didn't really know which Doyle book it was based off of. Uh, and then I got done watching it and was still really confused because <laughs> I couldn't tell which, I, I, I'm i pretty sure I've read most of them. And so I well, looked it up yeah. and I realized, oh no, it's like Goldeneye in that it's not really part of any yeah. book series related to the franchise. No, it's not. It, it 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 takes liberties and all, but like, yeah, I, I think I uh, the reason we're watching. Well, one of the reasons we're watching this was because I brought it up. But um, but no, like I've I've always I've for ever since I was a kid, I've I've loved Sherlock Holmes, and you know when I was young, it was like Batman and Sherlock Holmes side by side, two detectives. You know, I really. I, I kind of dug that that dichotomy and and looking at looking at the difference between the two and and so yeah I believe there were like four novels that uh, Doyle wrote and then like fifty or so short stories and when I was little a book I had uh, was called I think The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes there's a bunch of variations of something like that but it had like twelve sure, yeah. short stories in it. And like I read and reread and reread, and I didn't understand half of them, but I still loved <laughs> the premise and the idea, and I loved that concept of like, you know, the, the structure of figuring out riddles, and and yeah, a lot of the books are written in a way that like you, the reader, don't have any clues to figure things out. You're just told what was figured out, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember the first time I saw this movie, and it's been, you know, I don't think I've seen it since it, you know, first came out in the theaters. And I remember at the time feeling, I don't know, betrayed might be too heavy of a word, but I did feel a little bit like this. Are they trying to be real cool? Because this feels like the cool person's version of Sherlock Holmes and not what I (laughs) like feel in my heart for Sherlock Holmes. But I was like, you know what? Time's gone by. I've since seen at least three or four other iterations of Sherlock Holmes. Like I'll give it a chance and, and just take it for what it is. And so that's, that was my mindset coming into it this time was to see, you know, what I liked and what I didn't like and not had no expectations, no, nothing really tying me to it. I just wanted to kind of take it for its merits and, and what you pointed out. I mean, it was definitely fairly obvious to me that like, this was just something constructed for, for the you know film's sake, based upon the characters, not you know interpreting a classic story, right? And it, like for me, it was a little problematic because like you're making up this story sort of from whole cloth and building out kind of who these iterations of these characters are supposed to be, but there wasn't a whole lot of room for kind of plot development and 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 things like that. Like you just sort of get these elements dropped in your lap and said it's like they said oh okay here now you have story yes good yeah and, Guy, and 
Guy Ritchie kind of tiptoes that line a lot, where it's he between does, style and substance, and like it's almost like you flip a coin. Like it's like this, which is it going to be? This movie has style in spades. Yes, like, I will not argue that for even a millisecond. Like this movie stylistically is beautiful. Like there, there, there's one or two very small issues with this movie for me from from like a visual standpoint or an audio standpoint, but. The the overall feel of it is very, very cool. Yeah, there's actually things that would probably annoy me in other movies in terms of effects and, and stuff where I would think, oh, they're leaning too heavily on this. They added this in. It's unnecessary, but they they use it to great effect. So, yeah, so they're besides just the overall physical look of the film and the feel of the period and just nailing that on every level, like all all the slow motion premeditated fight scenes things where he's like planning out what he's going to do and why like i love that was probably my favorite built-in part of the movie was how they demonstrated how quickly he could think by slowing down time him puzzling it out and then acting it out quickly like i really enjoyed that aspect a lot i did too on the converse of that i didn't like when they didn't do that yeah. And you just sort of get these very rapid <laughs> fight scenes where it's the, the very short cuts, like bop, 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 change, 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 camera, 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 camera. And I'm just like a little nauseated yeah, because you like jumped around from shot to shot to shot and, and really just let me have it uh, in, in terms of like, <laughs> like, like, we're trying to catch as much action as possible and making it look like there's a, a whole shit ton of stuff going on uh, and you're going to suffer for it now. Yeah, it seemed it really did seem like there were like maybe there was a an assistant, you know, like an AD that, you know, took on some of the fight scenes and filmed them separately or something like or they just were out of time and they needed to cram everything together. Cause sometimes they took what seemed like a decent amount of tender love and care and how they're orchestrating and choreographing these these different fight scenes borderlining on like exposition yeah but like if if you're gonna take the character of sherlock holmes and make him an action star the very least you could do is try to slow it down and bore us a little bit like um you know (laughs) like at least try to say yes Sherlock Holmes is now ripped and he is in an underground Victorian cage match, but, (laughs) but like, but he's, he's still applying his intellect to every, you know, precise movie makes and all these things and picking up clues about a person and using that weakness against them, despite being a physically superior opponent. Like I'm cool with that because it was like a concession to make in order to say on the other end, we're going to do a lot of explosions and a lot of, you know, debris and a lot of fight scenes that are cut horribly. Like, so yeah, they, they do some, some, some good and some very, I'll just call it like transformers without the robots. Yes. Agreed. Although what happened? I don't know. A lot of fighting, I guess. Lots of fighting and punching. Uh, But you know what? The, the scenes where it wasn't that, where, where it was, very investigative and very like in depth, sort of very clo- you know close up stuff, and you had these very tight shots too. Uh, you 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 really got a, a nice feel from it, and even the the wider shots where you're sort of up against green screen, and you're like looking at these these huge cityscapes and like the the the, the bridge being built and things mm-hmm. like that. Like you 
you get a very strong sense of realism from yep. it where other movies don't do that as well. So yeah, like there was never a moment wait. where I went, oh, wow, that's that's totally a, a built set. With, 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 with few exceptions, there was, a, there was a couple shots like where they're going through, uh, they're, they're, they're walking through the streets of London early on in the movie and my wife and I watch it together and she goes, where did they film this? <laughs> and I go, why? She goes, do they film this at Universal, like at the Harry Potter thing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, let me look it up because I don't know. And the, fir- the, the first thing that comes up, it's Cardiff. And that's for Sherlock, the, the BBC series. Right. No, they actually shot this in uh, London and Manchester and a few other places. But they, it was it was shot in actual outdoor spaces, a lot of those those scenes. So. Yeah, they did a good job of really grounding it, and and you really felt whether it was the the dirtiness, which is good, um, you know, a lot of a, grime, but, but of, it should lot, be at that point, you know. Bits. Oh, absolutely, and yes. so so it's like, yeah, it, it really it didn't feel overdone, and for like you said, for the most part, one or two little things that of the things that bothered me about the movie, nothing had to do with that, you know. Like there were other things that we could talk about that weren't especially amazing. Um, but Why like, don't you talk about those things? Well, Don? it's like your specialty is your hallmark on this show. I mean, you really want to get me getting what really irks my grits. Oh, do I? <laughs> Grit irkin. Yes, sir. That's me. Time to get on the grit irkin train. Two, two grits. Grits. <laughs> <sighs> what irks your grits, John? This movie is called Sherlock Holmes. You can't argue that. Nope. Not at all. It's on the title card. It's in London. So they say. They they got some guy that they're calling Watson. They got Lestrade. You know, they've got names. They've got these things. But it all goes back to what you said in the very beginning about what what book was this based off? They didn't even try <laughs> to take a Sherlock Holmes story and then just give it a fresh coat of paint. You know, it was, I think I know how Sherlock Holmes goes. He's like, uh, I'm going to punch you. And, you know, what's this? How come they always have Watson kind of being like the quiet, befuddled guy? Let's just have him be also an action star who <laughs> we'll just say is a doctor. We don't need to prove he's a doctor let's just because you see they call him dr watson that's cool he's a doctor so it was like there was so much of this movie that was like it felt like we entered into another world that we didn't have to know anything about because we've seen it before you know we've seen lethal weapon we've seen 48 hours we've seen rush hour we've seen you know it's like this is just like a buddy cop movie that's all this was um and And to me, and my high standards for, you know, digging into the name of Sherlock Holmes is that at the very least, you want to do something intriguing or, or twisty or, you know, don't just say the big twist is we're just not going to care about the character development. Like that's, that's not good for me. Like they even hint and have cliffhangers and that's fun, but it didn't even feel like I just didn't care. Nothing panned out. Like I can't remember anything about the second, the sequel, Game of Shadows. I can't remember something like that. But like, 
I have no urge to watch it now. In fact, we got done watching this and I actually had a break in time from other stuff I, I was working on. And I started, I just flipped straight over and just started watching uh, Enola Holmes because I hadn't seen it yet. Oh, I still need to watch that. Um, and I, I'm only about halfway through because then I had other things come up and I had to stop. But uh, from from the little I've seen, the, the twists and turns they're taking in it, it's very refreshing. I'm, I'm a big fan. I don't know how it's going to conclude, if I'll feel good at the end. But it's like, okay, they're trying to tell a different story here with a different take. And, and there's things I really like about it so far. But we're not here to talk about that movie. So anyway, um, but yeah, like because when you have an IP that's this big, you know, like when when the new Batman movie comes out with Robert Pattinson and, you know, when that uh, comes out and all, um, I, I, I'll even forget that. I'll back up even more when we watch the Joker for this podcast. Um, you know, it was, again, that feeling of you have a universe where the Joker exists. You have lore. You have studies. You have all these things. And then you make the movie The Joker, which is kind of more or less this character, but also doesn't have any of the world or universe that you know or love. And so it's like, on the one hand, you're making a statement, but what is that statement? Um, and so it's like, if if the Batman comes out, but like it's like, well, we cast someone as Catwoman, but in this one, she's actually like you know, Taylor Swift and cats. And she just looks like a cat and doesn't even run into Batman. We just wanted it because it's fun. It's like... You don't just put things in there and just make fights and do things because you're like, well, everybody likes an action scene. It's like, so yeah. So I really, I, I couldn't fully endorse uh, this movie as a whole, even though it was kind of fun. It, was, it wasn't it was a bad movie at all, um, but I have high standards for anything tied to Sherlock Holmes. And on that front, I think the movie failed. It was just an action movie. And if you want just an action movie, it's fine. Well, and I would take that even a step further to say that anything based on existing IP that is is beloved the way that, say, your Batmans or your Supermans or your Jokers or your, your Sherlock Holmes. Your Leave it to Beavers. Your Leave it to Beavers, the, the, the hit film from 2118. Uh, they... For you to take the existing uh, storylines and, and things like that and just ca- sort of cast it aside and say, I'm going to make something brand new that hasn't been done before within the confines of this universe that already exists and has a ton of source material that we can pull from that hasn't been made into a film, that hasn't been made into a TV show that is ripe for the picking, to cast that aside is is you you're sort of spitting on the the bones of what's there and it's it, it's it's a it's a bit of an insult if you really kind of think about it yeah so so yeah i mean that's a perfect way of putting it so so like not to necessarily dwell on that but that's it's just one big overall package and and so but it really it got me thinking about several different things and watching this movie because there were some great actors in this that did some some good you know really solid casting across the board there were some some nicely filmed scenes there were some good moments of of thought that were put into how things were were handled but on the whole there was a lot of problems with how it was developed in the plot and lack thereof or character development or lack thereof things like that and so you know i was just thinking about all of these different 
variations or iterations on Sherlock Holmes that have come out over the years. And I'm curious if you have any favorites or any backgrounds or anything from like way back old movies or, or TV shows or anything fairly modern. There's quite a few that have come out recently that I haven't seen just because I haven't made the time. And I feel like shame on me because I feel, um, you know, there's a few I want to give a chance to. And then there's some I've ignored on purpose. But yeah, I'm just kind of curious your your background, your your take on that. Well, so, uh, I mean, I think we'll both agree on this one, BBC's Sherlock, uh, having it be sort of a modern retelling of the classic stories of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, the the version, if you're a listener who hasn't seen it, it's the version with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Uh, super well done, very, very engaging. Uh, possibly... No, I'll say it's top three, I think, uh, for me in terms of uh, Sherlock Holmes iterations. Uh, or, or, honestly, it might be like, it might be number one. It should like, be I number really, one. I really, really like it. Uh, I thought Elementary was okay. Um, there, there were There were good elements to it. I didn't think that it necessarily held water and I think the audience probably felt that way too uh, otherwise it would have gone a bit longer um, there there are some new ones that, that are out the aforementioned uh, Enola Holmes and there's another series uh, or, or, or is it a series or a movie on Netflix about the Irregulars the Irregulars yeah I just watched that actually um, how is it it's interesting I I like it um they 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 want to kind of go with a different flavor or take on it. Which um, is it, Holmes or is it Holmes adjacent? Yes. <laughs> if, the, if the question is, is Sherlock Holmes in in the show? Yes. If the question is, is he the focus? No. But he it, it's part of it, and I guess you could say that with Enola Holmes as well. Uh, Sherlock Holmes is in it, but he's not the main character, not the main protagonist. Um, but you basically have uh, the concept in there, and they're kind of introducing a bit more of a supernatural vibe with the Irregulars um, kind of being a play on a term from old Sherlockian uh, stuff, which I think are just kind of like the, the vagabonds and the, the kids about the, the city, the street urchins and the such. But like also... There are people who have some, you know, who've been touched, you know, who have psychic premonitions or, you know, things like that. And they're kind okay. of the irregulars. So there's there's these elements of, of things that are interesting. And um, so I won't say more because I think it's definitely worth watching. Um, I mean, I, I I finished the season one, whatever you want to, how you own phrase of the series, whatever it is. And I'm like interested in what comes next so it's like yeah so it's good enough that i'm intrigued i tried to watch elementary when it came out but really i only watched about three or four episodes and i just wasn't into it just couldn't connect so so yeah but um i know for me like i've watched some of the old like basil rathbone like stuff from wow. way back like in college i remember going through and just watching because there's a ton of them but like watching some of those and some of the like BBC productions back from back in the day, back in the sixties and seventies. And, and so like they're very methodical and they're very like dry, but there's something kind of fun and cool because they do stick pretty hardcore to the source material. Um, so it's kind of like 
just like going to see a play or something. You know, it's like you, if you're going to see Shakespeare, you know, at a reputable Shakespearean, you know, Royal Shakespeare company or something, you, you kind of know what you're going to get, you know, and you go for the experience and, and to just kind of live in that world. And so that's kind of fun. But I do vaguely remember when I was a little, there was, I think, a movie called like Young Sherlock Holmes, um, something like that. Because I, I thought I, it was... I, honestly, I want to say it was like a Saturday morning series. I don't even think no, it was a movie. Well, because there was also like the Young Indiana Jones series. Well, no, I know about that, but I'm talking about like uh, an animated... There was an animated Sherlock Holmes. Maybe it wasn't a young Sherlock Holmes. Maybe it was just a like... Well, there was also the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> no. <laughs> which is based on Sherlock Holmes, but with mice. Uh, all right, I'm going to have to look it up now because you're... You're you're challenging my. Well, we we all know how this goes. Animated <laughs> Sherlock Holmes series. Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. Wow. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one. <laughs> I'm not either. Uh, you team up yeah, with Flash show, Gordon. Oh, first shown in the United Kingdom, so that doesn't really count. Uh, <laughs> who watches TV there? Uh, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, you are. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, so there's a bunch that I I like. Now, have you, have you seen or wanted to see Holmes and Watson with Will Ferrell and, uh, (sighs) what's his face? I have mixed feelings about seeing, I I haven't seen it. I have mixed feelings about seeing it. I, I feel like it's, have you watched it? No, and okay, I, I, I feel like it's like this sort of <laughs> Talladega Nights colon uh, detective mysteries sort of thing. Like they, they, they're just sort of their Ricky Bobby and and whatever the other character's name is selves. Uh, like as I, if that's what it was, like, I'd probably want to watch it. But I feel like it's even worse than that. Like just, oh, no. and again, this is all hearsay based upon critics and what you know, like the 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 things I've heard make me just go. I know it was not critically acclaimed. Yeah, not even close. Not even like on a fun way. Like it's just everyone I've ever heard mention it talks about how horrible it is. And and on the one hand, it makes me want to watch it just to see if, you know judge for myself. But I don't got time for that. Um, so yeah, so and then the one I do want to watch that I just never gotten a chance to watch is the um, Mr. Holmes with Ian McKellen, where he's I believe playing Sherlock oh, Holmes, but he's seen much that older. Either, and, but it looks that that is one that I would definitely yeah. I would take the time and sit down and watch that because I, I love me a good Ian McKellen driven story. Yeah, so so we have all these options, and I mean there have literally been hundreds of variations if you go through the tv series and old movies and stuff and then in modern day all the various things so a lot of people have taken a shot at at this movie saying you know or this series or whatever and saying i think i've got the keys to the castle i'm gonna go ahead and make the the right version of a sherlock holmes uh story or epic or whatever but don't you also think that maybe we're probably better equipped for making decisions like that John, I don't know. I mean, it's that's a really tough job. Oh, what? What's happening? My my goal is to become the only sound on your soundboard. So <laughs> we're on our way there. 
So we are going to do a little dream casting. Uh, we have a few options here. Uh, you want to go top up or, bo- or top down or bottom up? I, I I don't even know what that means. So you just lead the way from for, for the list. Uh, let's go. Maybe we'll go middle out. Uh, <laughs> How about let, let's just go upwise? Uh, well, I don't want to go all the way upwise because I have a pretty decent list. How about diagonal? But through time. Okay, so then we'll start with Blackburn. Okay. I like my pick for, for Blackburn. Blackburn. For Blackburn, I have Kristen Stewart. Oh, okay. I wanted someone who maybe could, uh, on the surface, not seem that threatening, but then could just give you a glare, and you'd be like, whoa, what is up with that person? Like, That's... I needed someone who could really sell that, like, edge, and I thought that, that... she'd be really good for that. Absolutely. That that is a Kristen Stewart to a T. I had Ansel Elgort for that. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. May, may, maybe not a, as good a choice as Kristen Stewart, but I think he has the the look and the the, the face for it. I I, uh, I would he, he could, I would be interested in seeing that happen because he, he could probably pull off the smolder. I think that that is required for a Blackburn. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see if he could carry that weight without hamming it up too much. So, yeah, that I I don't think you have a horrible pick. Okay. It's not the best pick, but it's not horrible. <laughs> uh, how about Adler? Uh, I don't have her first name. Irene. Irene Adler. She's actually, and I don't know if you knew this, but she's only in one short story. From Sir Arthur I believe Conan it. Dial. So, like, she's like this love interest of every movie and TV show and then thing, like, inserted because they're like, oh, thank God, something people can relate to a love interest. But it's like, even in that, she wasn't a love interest. And, and I do like when both in the movie we just watched and in Sherlock and stuff where she is, you know, made to be on some level, at least, if not, you know, better, but an equal to Sherlock Holmes. So, so that's fun. But yeah. And she she absolutely like the the Irene Adler character in this movie was underutilized, I would say. Oh yeah. In that in that that capacity, but still very very much uh, giving Sherlock Holmes a run for his money. So yeah, but I, it's like I, I very much liked the 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 dynamic that they gave to the Irene Adler character. Yeah, but even with that, it felt like they also wanted to kind of use her as just a like a romantic foil and also to like set up Moriarty like it's not really her or is it and you know so it's like okay well whatever I mean sure but they like they well how would you do it Hollywood has its formula that it's gonna try and go for how would you do it I would have gone with Chloe Grace Moretz Hmm. Uh, I I think that she especially if you look at her in like kick-ass she's got that that very much independent sort of I'm I'm gonna go my own way and you're either gonna go with me or you're not and that I think is what kind of pushed me in that direction okay I think this might be my best pick out of all of them oh so for Irene Adler now you gotta wait okay let me give the whole the whole setup here go ahead do it I have. Emma Watson. Now I'm listening. You're listening. So the whole movie we're watching, we're interacting. She's 
clever and aloof and attractive and someone who's just like, oh, who is this person? And Sherlock is like, sees her as a interesting person because she is countering his every move and always seems to know what to say or where to be or how to avoid him. Not, we're not going for a sexual tension thing here. We're going for a chess opponent who is threatening and that way intriguing. And so we have her. And then what we then discover in the big twist turn thing in the development is that she's got like a little micro earpiece and stuff. And actually Irene Adler is Sigourney Weaver and she is like using what? she she's using like Emma Watson like as a puppet. She's hired her. She's portraying a role and feeding her lines and telling her what to do because she's calculated that there'd be a certain amount of underestimating done with someone of Emma Watson's like age and appearance and stuff. So she is orchestrating and using uh, Emma Watson to kind of get her unfold her plans and all and it's like her it's her face to the world because she knows you know blah 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 ageism all these things so what a fucking plot twist here so so i i think if 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 done if properly written and done well i think that could be a great way to pay homage to the idea of a character who's the equivalent of Holmes and not make it just like oh well she's sexy and mysterious and therefore my equal because I'm befuddled when I see her but like play up on that and be like no that part was just an act for you in this moment just to see if we could you know twist your brain a bit well done I like that a lot actually uh let's jump to we'll go to Lestrade I think we'll go Lestrade Watson Sherlock at this point so for this, Lestrade has been played a number of different ways. He's been played as a buffoon, which is normally the the role. He's been played a little bit more straight-edged, which we see like in the BBC Sherlock, and we see sure. you know, a bit in this movie. He's a, a bit more, you know, competent-ish. Um, but like I wanted to play up and kind of have him be a little more laid back, a little bit more of like someone who's been around for a long time and who's going to maybe bend the rules and you know you got to have if you're going to call on Sherlock as you know consulting detective you know even though it's not allowed like I just want someone who's believable who's going to take that shortcut who's going to be like yeah just gotta do what uh you know life uh, uh, uh finds a way and it's Jeff Goldblum as Lestrade oh man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, that's a good one. I almost like that more than mine. Almost, but not quite. Uh, no one could have predicted that you would rapidly not know who I'd pick for Lestrade. <laughs> uh, so I went with someone who can sort of turn it on and turn it off in terms of the, 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 the sort of serious factor and the goof factor. And I'm too busy, Jack- Anthony. I, I I don't have time for that role. I went with Jack Black. Uh-huh. Uh I, I think Jack Black could could really he, he can almost he, he can pull off the yeah. serious to a point where you don't know that he's serious. Like you, you think that he's sort of dicking around and then you, you kind of get a feel for him being serious and then he snaps and turns it into this like bumbling oaf kind of persona and he he just he has the ability to to do that so so well no i like that a lot i i'd actually as i was going through i had 
thought of Jack Black and wondered uh, for both Sherlock and Watson, you know, and kind of was like thinking, could it? And then like, and then I realized, first of all, it made me think of like Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley, even though I haven't seen that that movie. And that's why I didn't go (laughs) for Jack Black in either of the the Sherlock or Watson roles. But yeah, I like that as, as Lestrade. I could see that. I could see... I mean, he definitely has the chops acting wise, and he could he could also kind of make it fun. I could see that. So yeah, good job. Okay, thank you. Wow, I got a good job from John. Nice. I mean, again, not as good as mine, but it's still <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on coming in second. <laughs> uh, John Watson. Doctor John Watson. So I'll go with mine first. Yeah, go I, I, I'm, I I think you'll probably you'll probably beat me out for this one. Yeah, I will. Uh, I wanted somebody who could uh, who could kind of temper Sherlock, but also kind of throw in the sarcasm and the wit with with the best of them. And I went with Tom Holland. Ooh, you were close. You got the first name right, but <laughs> so you're you're going yeah, you're skewing young and stuff, which is totally fine. Are you going but you're... Hanks? Are you going Tom Hanks? Is but that you're going. You I want to know. First name are right? you are you doing Tom Holland as like a Doogie Hauser level prodigy? Like he's a, like a doctor who's who's been in the war and all these things, or are you just and, going like and, he's your own all... fresh character? No, he, I mean, he, I, I would say that he's got he's got a little Doogie Hauser. He's got a little. Peter Parker in him, but he's he's also got the ability to kind of be stoic and 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 stand on his own. Because I, I mean, I love Tom Holland. He comes up a lot of Dreamcasting. I put him for a lot of things. For me, for me, it's like just too young in my mind. Because at least the thing I'm bringing well, to see, it, I skewed young for most of yeah. the cast on this, so. and that's cool. It's a variation, and I don't necessarily have a problem with it. But you'll see, like, for, for when I was picking, like, I was thinking someone who, A, could be a doctor, specifically a doctor who has seen war and has, you know, been through a lot. And I just kind of thought about what I've liked about different portrayals of Watson and what I haven't liked. Um, and, like, again, both of us talking about how amazing Sherlock on, you know, BBC is with uh, Martin Freeman as as uh, as John and... And but I wanted to be like, but what what would I want to stamp this with? And I realized the counterpoint I want to Sherlock Holmes is to dip a little bit into the role from from the books, not not in the awkward I'm nobody because that's Holmes is you know it was all I mean Watson was always kind of deferring to talking about how amazing Sherlock was, and I'm no one, and I don't want someone who's like in that kind of deferred role but i want someone who's a good balance as well like you were saying um but i want someone who is who's stoic and someone who has a presence where they don't have to be very talkative they don't have to do much they could just be a presence and they're they're a witness to what's happening they are like a rock uh for sherlock physically and to bounce ideas off of and like just that that kind of presence and i wanted someone really intimidating in that role uh, as opposed to someone who's awkward or bumbly and so i went with tom hardy uh Ooh, for tom watson hardy. and wanted i don't know that we've had a tom hardy dream casting on this show before we might have just because i think so highly of him but yeah it's been a while at the very least but like he can do a lot without saying much and there's yeah, not a lot absolutely. of actors out right you know right now that make me think that like so like he just has a vibe that like 
it's just great. And, and again, like, um, uh, I'm, I'm Tom right Hardy's now. very, very versatile in, in in the roles that he can play. Like he's he's done he's done so many different sorts yeah. of characters. So I yeah I I endorse that a lot. I'm here for it. All right. Well, then I guess all that's left to do is unveil Sherlock Holmes Let's himself. Let's unveil our Sherlock's here. Uh, that sounds inappropriate. Yeah, it does a bit. Hey, you want to see my Sherlock? Uh, I'll go first because I'm. I, I I I was a bit uh, almost befuddled as to, to sort of how to cast Sherlock, and I was already sort of skewing young for many of the other roles, so I decided to kind of lean into that. Uh, I went with Asa Butterfield. Hmm. Uh, who, listeners, if you aren't sure who that is, uh, go check out Ender's Game or Hugo. Uh, he, he, he played in those roles and just kind of picture him 10 years older, I guess. Uh, but that's That's sort of the direction that I went. I feel like he can... He he has the sort of the 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 face and the demeanor that could very easily portray uh, Sherlock. He could he could switch from sort of the the very focused and kind of uh, almost centered uh, detective who can suss out clues and things like that uh, very easily, and then. Almost in an instant, uh, move into the 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 sort of maniacal kind of uh, borderline crazed, uh, so, uh, almost sociopathic kind of person that Sherlock huh. Holmes can be. I I can see. That. I I like him as an actor, and it would be intriguing. And I think for your cast of baby Sherlock Holmes, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm not saying him. I'm not saying Asa Butterfield in 2011 or 2013. Like I'm saying Asa Butterfield now. But 2011 was just like a year ago. So sure, of course it was. Anyway, um, no, I I think that's intriguing, and for for the setup that you have and the people you have to see Asa, you know, butting heads with Jack Black could be very intriguing, um, you know, <laughs> and just to to see that that relationship and how that blooms, like that's an interesting dynamic to think of someone who has that that younger vibe. And in fact, I went a little younger uh, than mine. I wanted someone who, uh, again, could could be kind of dismissed or looked at as just a weirdo or someone who like him, you know, like what, what, what's the deal, but then can like kind of turn on a dime and become very serious and very focused and just like, just, you know, that's the sound of, you know, focus uh, where you're just like zoned in and they just, you know, rattle off and explain things and make you go, Oh damn. Um, for this, I felt like the right decision for Sherlock Holmes is Riz Ahmed, Ooh, uh, which I'm gonna need to look most popularly. He was uh, he was in Venom uh, as the guy who discovered like you know experimenting on symbiotes. But like what I knew him from uh, was I mean he was also in a bunch of movies like Nightcrawler and Rogue One and and things like that. But like he was um, yeah again you might I think 
Rogue One. I think he was like the pilot whose brain was like eaten by something. Um, I've only seen that movie once. Don't tell anyone. Oh, 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 yes. But uh, he was also in a series on HBO miniseries called The Night Of, which is amazing. Um, can't recommend it enough. And that's got, I, I can't even go into it. The cast is amazing. John Turturro and that is just um, oh, so good. But it's just, it's it's got a who's who of like everybody. It's a great miniseries. Can't recommend enough. And then he was just in uh, Sound of Metal, which is also amazing. So like he he really he could be sympathetic. Oh, and he's gonna be in the Sandman too. Ooh, oh yeah, that's awesome. yes. So anyway, so yeah, he's my it guy. Uh, <laughs> that's the, the who I'm gonna build this on because I really feel <laughs> he he had he can have he can play blank and cold. And he could play kind of naive-ish and, and, and you don't know what their deal is. But then he could just focus in and attack, you know, verbally and mentally. And so, yeah, so that's that's my wrap-up. Yeah, no, I uh, I think that's a great choice. I, I really, really like that one a lot. Uh, well done, John. Well, we did it. We did do it. Uh, any closing thoughts? Anything you want to go out on for... Uh, Sherlock Holmes before we wrap this up I mean I I did think you know should we have a spinoff podcast all about Sherlock Holmes which Um, the the answer is the answer is no because no one wants that and the people who want it wouldn't want what we would do to it Um, but what I do come away from this is genuinely I know we say all the time and tell people, hey, write us, you know, get on Facebook or write us at the memory distillery at gmail.com. Like we, we say that all the time and we always mean it. But what I really mean at this point is I am genuinely curious about if any of you have a favorite st- story or telling of of Sherlock that maybe we didn't get into because there's so many out there. I've just never seen even particularly some of the older ones. Um, so if there's something either from when you were a kid or something more modern um, that we just didn't get into, like maybe you saw Holmes and Watson and you loved it and you think people are crazy because they just don't get it. Whatever it is, I would love to hear input from real live people, you know, telling me what they think or, you know, what it is that, you know, perhaps we've missed out on. It's like a personal request just for me. If uh, if any of you have thoughts on that, I'm I'm all for it. If you if one of you writes and recommends it, I'll I'll watch it. I'll dig in it and check it out. So I, I will second that as well. Like I, I think that that's a great idea. I love so many of the Sherlock Holmes stories. I, I would love to 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 know sort of what the best renditions of them are. And again, so you on, don't on have to feel. Weeks, no one has to recommend Sherlock from the BBC with Benedict Cumberbatch. No, Freeman, absolutely because not. we already like, are on board. But if it's we, we, we've bought into that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if if you're like, no, guys, you got to watch the the sequel with Robert Downey Jr. because it's better than you think. Okay, I'll do it. I don't want to, but yeah. I'll do it. And, and, and like likewise, if there's some really obscure version from like 1974 or something like that that you think is is worth the watch, like let us know. Comment on this week's Facebook post or or shoot us an email, uh, memory distillery, the memory distillery at gmail.com. Let yeah. us know. Uh, we would love to hear what you have to say in that regard. That's our show, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to us each and every week as we distill another favorite from our past. We have new episodes pretty much every Monday. Uh, so come and hang out with us. We are on Apple and, and Google Podcast and Spotify and Stitcher and all those different podcast platforms. You can also head over to tmdpod.com. That's where we live. That's where our 
our, our camp is, and uh, you can catch us there as well. Uh, by the way, before I hand this over to John, uh, we heard your feedback, and we are going to make a change. Uh, we, we're going to go back to the old format. We're going to start uh, starting next week. We're going to go back to kind of giving you a, a pre-show and a post-show or a pre-watch and a post-watch uh, mm-hmm. kind of episode where we, you know, we talk about what we remember and then we go watch it and we, you know, talk about what we just watched. So uh, thank you all so very much for that feedback. We really do appreciate it. It helps us to be better. It helps us to give you the show that you want to hear. Uh, and we, we, we love you guys for that. John. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we got a lot of feedback to that one time when you accidentally posted audio where it was just me and everybody. That was like, great feedback. And everybody's like, do more that. of that. Like just cut out, leave empty, awkward silences. Where it, they were talks. our best episodes, yeah. to be honest. Four million downloads that week. It was great. Um, that's why I drive the rolls now. That's, I call that the Rolls Royce <laughs> episode. Anyway, uh, speaking of Rolls Royces. Uh, the music in our podcast comes from the song Destroying the Evidence by Semaphore. Now, I know you thought I was going to set it up for something crazy and make some wild claim about where our music comes from. No need, because just like the orchestration for the score of Sherlock Holmes that we watched this week, Semaphore is good. Huh? Agreed. So, that was... No, like, the, the, I I, for, I realized we, we didn't really talk about the music. We didn't talk all, about the score, which was actually very well done. Yeah, it was great. It, it, had, it had that, like, old-school Victorian feel, but it had a catchy, you know, theme. And, and right from the beginning, when they first played it, I was like, yeah, I recognize this. And am I, am I remembering it from when I watched it, you know, a dozen years ago? Or am I just on board from from the second I hear it and go, yep, I'm into it. So whatever the case, good job. I, I don't know who wrote it. My bad. I should have researched. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We're at the point where we're talking again about Semaphore. Uh, you should it was really... on Zimmer, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And that makes sense because he's, he's pretty good. He's, um, right. he's not he Semaphore does, level he, of good. He does but a he's, good job. He's, he he's a done a job. few things. Um, <laughs> but as mentioned for the third time in this podcast, uh, that you can reach us at the memory distillery at gmail.com. Um, and please do for thoughts on future episodes, things that you like, and most importantly, in this exact moment, anything to do with media around Sherlock Holmes. You know, even if there's like an audio book that you love that, you know, that. Oh, yeah. We, Anything you, you've got in this universe, you know, we're all about discovery. So share that with us. Um, and you can also tweet us at TMD Pod or Instagram at TMD Pod, whatever. Just keep an eye open. A lot of times you guys are on Facebook anyway. So a memory distillery uh, page there on Facebook is a great place to hang out. Uh, mostly just want to thank you all again for listening. We'll be heading back to the uh, old format, as I like to call it, because we listen and you listen. Um, I've got nothing else to say. I might accidentally uh, break something if I do. So I'll just sign off now and let you all know this has been John Deck. And I'm Anthony Verneri, and this has been the Memory Distillery. Chip, 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 cheerio. Cheerio. I, I, governor, I...
I do you, I'm I've gonna smoke a pipe because I'm Sherlock Holmes. That didn't oh. happen in this movie, did it? Sherlock Holmes, I'm gonna do cocaine about it. I'm Sherlock Holmes, and I've got a checkered hat. Boop boop boop. Like pip, they pip. they didn't put any of the good stuff in this movie. 